if you don't ask, it's a no. But if you ask, there's a chance it could be yes or no. Shooting your shot all the time because something will land and what lands will be for you. Hello and welcome to The Common Room, a series of conversations between members of the Yale English Department. I'm Steph Newell. Today we're talking to Rebecca Amanol, who is just coming to the end of her undergraduate programme, double majoring in English and African American Studies. In the fall, Rebecca will be starting her PhD in English at Washington University in St. Louis, where she will be a Lynn Harvey Cooper American Culture Studies Fellow and a McDonald International Scholar. Rebecca's research is inspired by her background as a child of Ghanaian immigrants to the States. In her work, she challenges the traditional boundaries of African-American identity by exploring literature written by children of African immigrants, a group she calls second-generation African-Americans. Outside of class, Rebecca is involved in the Black Church at Yale, and before the pandemic, she also played a lot of intramural volleyball. Hello, Rebecca, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell me a bit about your background? I'm the oldest of four children, and my parents immigrated from Ghana to the U.S., so me and all my siblings were born here in Columbus, Ohio. That's my hometown. I went to Columbus Academy for high school, which was a private school, and then, you know, started my journey here at Yale in 2017. What about the activities you've been involved in while at Yale? Can you talk a bit about those? Ever since my first year, I've been a member of the Black Church at Yale, which is a student-led church. And so we hire a pastor to serve and help us out. But students kind of run the Sunday services, the weekly things. It's student-centered and focused. I was a member of that and on the worship team. So I really like to sing um, since my first year. And then my sophomore and junior year, I was the lead student coordinator, kind of like the president, so kind of coordinating the teams. And that was just been a really amazing and fulfilling experience, getting to guide and mentor and just kind of be there for especially the students under me, but even like upper class students as well, and like build really strong relationships there. And I've also been a member and leader of the Yale Community Kitchen, which is a soup kitchen actually right across the street from TD, my residential college, and we would pick up food from the dining halls on the weekends and then serve it in the soup kitchen to the members of the New Haven community. It was always fun talking to the people and I kind of like organizing things. So like this whole assembly line was really fun and got talking to the folks. And then also academic wise, I was a history keeper for the Affiam House since my first year in the spring. And so I researched the slave terminology that existed in Pearson College till like, like the 1980s, understanding like how Black students felt and like exploring belonging through Black history at Yale, just getting to talk to alumni. And that's actually how I started kind of toying with the idea of major in AFAM and open my eyes to grad school, which then helps me apply for Mellon Mays. And that's when I started thinking about it more. And here I am. That's a very interesting idea, history keeper. Yeah. Could you say a bit more about that? What does that mean to you? Dean Risa Nelson, who's the dean of the AFAM house, she came up with the program. But what it means to me is preserving not only history at Yale, but Black history at Yale. I kind of see it as like actively keeping the history for those coming after us. So you've applied for and got a place at grad school, Washington, St. Louis. Could you talk a bit more about how you went about applying for grad school? And also, do you have a piece of advice about the transition from undergraduate to graduate? 
first piece of advice for transitioning that I think also really helped me in the process of applying is knowing that like you are divinely equipped. So just knowing that like if it's for you, it'll work out and like you are enough and you can do it. And I think that's something that I'm trying to remind myself even as I'm preparing to go because imposter syndrome is something that a lot of students struggle with and it shows up in various forms in undergrad. Sometimes it's I don't have a similar background in grad school. It can be, oh, I'm too young or I'm a woman or all these different things. But like being able to identify when imposter syndrome shows up and reminding yourself that like, I wouldn't be here if I couldn't be here. Like you can do it. You got in for a reason. And like even through Yale, like knowing that you can make it. And so for the process of applying, I started thinking about it very actively starting last year. So in January, I applied to many things. I didn't get a lot of things, but I did get some things and things that I got were good. So knowing that like rejection is part of the process even before applying. So I applied to like a lot of summer programs and what I thought I would do, I ended up doing something different, but it was like what I needed. Something that I try to keep in mind is if you don't ask, it's a no, but if you ask, there's a chance it could be yes or no. Shooting your shot like all the time because something will land and what lands will be for you. And then when it came to applying, how I went through that, which highly recommend, and I'm going to try to apply even in grad school because there are more papers to write, is working backwards and setting internal deadlines. And so I knew that applications were due beginning of January. So I like worked backwards and made like, okay, I want to finish my applications two weeks in advance, which is a piece of advice I got from someone who had just went through the process. And so I think kind of knowing that like you can have a vision, but you need to have a goal to make it tangible. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. I just need to work backwards. Like if I wait and don't make a plan, then I'm not going to be able to do it. But I can if I work backwards. I had accountability. So I met weekly with an academic strategist. Shout out to Maria Delmar Galindo. She's also in the English department. Shout out to Eve Houghton. She's my writing tutor. And we met weekly because my writing sample was in my thesis, which I just turned in yesterday. So praise God for that. She's been meeting with me weekly because I realized that like having like internal deadlines before the final one is really helpful for me. I need that structure to like be accountable. And so even if your advisor can't do that, setting up that structure for yourself. And even if you can't use a writing tutor, well, at Yale, we have these resources, so please use them. But even beyond Yale, like setting up that accountability with a friend or someone who you know can do those things. Having accountability really helped me accomplish those goals. And then also something that was helpful too, which I'm learning now is taking breaks, making sure to work and rest and breaking it up into chunks. So I basically worked backwards from the deadline and then broke it up into monthly goals and then weekly goals and then that determined my daily goals. And knowing that, okay, if I didn't accomplish it today, I still have this goal for the week. And so also giving yourself grace because like there's going to be times you realize you're really tired and you can't do something, giving yourself room to get things done for the week. Just keep going. It'll be okay. And like having people around you to support you is really helpful. Now, do you have a favorite piece of writing or music or art? Can you tell us what it is and why it's your favorite? My favorite, like all time piece of art is the Roots series or movies. So I had the like whole, I think it's eight part movie at my house growing up. And I think I got it because my dad had it. And so we would watch it and they made a remake in like 2016. But that's like my favorite movie. And why I think it's just, I just always really loved learning about Black history or Black stories. Yeah, there's just something about it that I really enjoy. And so that's my favorite of all time. Piece of music. So my favorite song of all time is You Are My Strength. But the music that's really speaking to me right now is Gyra by Elevation and Maverick City Music. And I think that's kind of like an anthem, especially for like hard times or when you feel like you're not doing well and when you feel like you don't know if you're going to make it. Just like knowing that like you're good and like I'm already chosen. 
Like I'm already loved. Like I can do this. I'm enough. And I think that's really beautiful. Thanks, Rebecca. It's been really great chatting to you today. Thank you. And thank you for listening to The Common Room. Our producer is Robert Scaramuccia, class of 19, and our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You also heard Gyra by Elevation and Maverick City. 